Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Jennifer. After spending a decade in her career as a general manager in the fitness industry, Jennifer retired from the corporate world in 2016. At the age of 33, to pursue her desired life as an entrepreneur with a company she started called Mind Fitness. She is on a mission to educate others on tools for positive emotional, physical, and financial wellness. Jennifer is the author of the upcoming book, Mind Fit, A Warrior's Journey to Mental Freedom. She is a certified professional speaker through the Elite Speaking Academy, a think and grow rich trainer in progress, a global leading educator on the use of certified pure therapeutic grade essential oils through doTERRA, which are my favorite essential oils. I'm kind of partial, so you know. (laughs) And the co-founder of an international selling planner for essential oil business owners. Most importantly, she has a passion for mentoring other women to live a wildly purposeful life. So that is a lot. And what I want you to do is to take us back to what got you into the fitness industry initially? Like what, what was your starting point? Where was the struggles in the beginning? Um, so what got me into the fitness industry, uh, I had just finished my three year degree at the University of Western Ontario here in Canada. And yeah, Canada. I, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just finished my degree there. And uh, throughout university, I had changed my degree probably three times. I originally wanted to go in for psychology. I wanted to become a psychiatrist and then I realized I wasn't good at math. So then I went into media. I wanted to um, have my own talk show. So I went into the MIT program and I was on the, uh, I had, I had a show through TV Western. I was on the executive council there. Then I realized, no, 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 I don't love this as much as I thought I would. So I finished off by creating a cross-disciplinary degree with an area of concentration focusing on youth at risk. So I took all my sociology, my criminology uh, courses, and my psychology courses, and I actually, with the dean, created a degree that would allow me to work with, um, with juvenile delinquents and help to rehabilitate them back into society. Because the reason I got into psychology to begin with was because I've always had a passion for the mind and why we do the things that we do. Mm. And when I graduated from school, I kind of hit this post-grad depression. I just, I felt that I I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was going to work. I had gone to the juvenile detention center in my hometown and realized that is not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to work there. Um, I, I was, I had a lot of kind of fear impressed on me in the first meeting where they said, you will get beat up. You will have people come at you. And I was like, Whoa, this is not my style. Uh, they're like, those pretty nails of yours probably aren't going to be able to have those. And I thought, Oh, well, this is, this is, this is not what I thought it was about. And so I kind of hit this point where I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, what did I just go to school for? You know? And my cousin, 
she actually had worked for the fitness chain in Canada. It was actually the largest fitness chain in Canada. It's called Good Life Fitness. And uh, there's over 350 locations uh, coast to coast here in Canada. And uh, she had worked for the company during her university days. And she said, you know what, Jennifer, why don't you just go and get a job here? It's, it's such a great place. It's so vibrant and that energy is high. And, you know, just even to just help until you find what you want to do. It's such a great environment. And I thought, okay, well, that sounds, that sounds awesome. So I went in and applied and thought, you know, why don't I take my hand at teach like becoming a teacher? So I started applying to teachers colleges in, in Australia. And in the interim, I figured, well, I'm going to go to this fitness club and, and apply to work in their daycare um, just to get some experience with kids uh, before I go off to college to go to teachers college. And I met the manager there and I talked his ear off. Like you've probably been able to realize I can do even in the last two minutes. And uh, he said, kids, a why do you want to work in the daycare? Like you just graduated from university. Like you can talk, let's get you in sales. And I had never done sales before, but I thought, okay, well, why not? And I got a job as a uh, membership consultant. They're now called fitness advisors. I had zero background in fitness. I did not love fitness. I did not love working out at all. I like, barely ever worked out in my life. And uh, I thought, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn and I'm going to sell memberships. And in my first couple months, I rose to top in the company. I ended up being nominated that year for the top membership consultant. I made six figures at the age of 22. And wow. I just skyrocketed to the top of this company um, when it came to sales and just given off of my ability to connect with people. I did not know mo mo most about fitness, but I studied it. I understood kind of why we're selling what we're selling. I got a personal trainer myself so that I wasn't just making this stuff up. You know, I was, I was walking the talk and I could understand what 95% of people who come in and join a gym membership they're doing it because they don't love fitness and they know they need to get healthy. And I could relate to that because I was in that place too. I didn't know anything about fitness before I started working there. So I was, I, I kind of understood where they were coming from and that's what started my career. Wow. So you had a very amazingly successful career. So people might be wondering, why would you leave all that? Right. So I stayed in, um, I actually landed my first general manager position at the age of 23. Uh, so I was very young, but I was having been top in the company for sales. I uh, had the opportunity to run my own club and the general manager, although they oversaw the operations of the entire facility, they were also responsible for the sales department um, mm -hmm. as a whole training sales staff and the sales department is really what keeps these gyms afloat, right? Is members signing up and staying members. And that's really, you know, where, where the bulk of the income came from. So that's why I got that job um, at such a young age was because I was well-versed in the sales side of things. So um, I stayed in the general manager position for nine years. So I switched around different locations. Uh, the company would often move me to locations that, needed a energy facelift or mm -hmm. a culture facelift. They would put me in there and I was kind of known for doing that. I had a lot of things that I used to do to bring the teams together, the culture of the teams together. I loved having fun. I loved team bonding. Um, and so I, I did that for a very long time. That being said, I also um, 
rewind to my first six months in my sales role, my first six months having, you know, after graduating from university and taking this position, I was diagnosed with a severe anxiety and panic disorder. And so um, although all of these, you know, accolades and these amazing milestones happened in my corporate career, I also... I kind of lived these two different lives. I, I had these two different identities. So everyone at in my company knew me to be this highly successful person who was like the walking billboard of our fitness chain because I, I just stood for everything we believed in and, and I had the core values and, you know, I was loud and excited and, you know, spoke at these top 500 events that our company ran and I went for every award I could possibly get my hands on and, you know, and I loved and embraced everything we were doing. And then on the flip side, I had, would have, you know, upwards of five panic attacks a day when no one was watching. And, um, from what I know now, looking back, I mean, I can completely outline exactly how that happened, why that happened, what was going on. But at the time that was all new to me. And so it was a very scary space. And so I hit it as mental health wasn't as, you know, accepted as it is now it wasn't talked about it was the stigma was definitely greater in 2006 when I was first diagnosed Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I found it really challenging I had to accommodate a lot of things I had to I found myself giving these white lies everywhere just so that people wouldn't find out or wouldn't know what I was doing or why I was running to the bathroom or what have you And so it was really, really challenging. And, you know, 10 years into the career and always, you know, I felt that I also was really overcompensating with my success because of this other side of me that would break down. And I figured, well, when I'm good, I'm going to the top. And and then when I have these crashes, well, then at least my success can make up for the time that I'm crashing. And so Mm -hmm. it was really hard. And so I, I hit a point in my health that things started to shut down on me in terms of my body. And, and I, uh, I ended up in the, at my doctors and they basically forced me on a one month uh, medical leave because I was shaking so much and I couldn't, you know, I really, I had, I had done, I had done the years and years and years of uh, medication and, and counseling and, a lot of that wasn't working for me. A lot of it didn't work for me. And so at that point, they had asked me to take a month off so I could allow my body to reset or it was going to get a lot worse. And so I negotiated two weeks because again, you know, I was like, <laughs> I can't take a month off, not in the busiest month of our, of the fitness industry, like no way. And so I took two weeks off and within those two weeks, I got real quiet and I got real still. And I realized that I had never taken a mental health day for somebody who struggled as severely with mental health as I did, I had never taken a day off for my mental health. And usually even for my physical health, like I'd be the person showing up still sick and they're like, Jen, go home. You're going to get us sick. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, but, uh, in those two weeks I decided that it was time to put my health first. And I went back to work and I put in my resignation and I stepped down from my general manager position and I, I moved into a, head office role and I worked for human resources and I did that up until I went on my my maternity leave and then I ended up leaving my corporate career after 11 years Uh, I left because I had started my own business 
Okay. So tell us a little bit about that, like your own business. How did that get started? Because this is the most fascinating thing I find with entrepreneurs. And, and we have a lot of entrepreneurs that come on the, the podcast is when did it start and why? Because you don't just decide I'm going to start a business. I mean, some people do and they think they make a lot of money, but then it fizzles out within like six months, but you, mm-hmm. yours didn't fizzle out. So what got you started? Okay. So my journey with, um, with mental health and, and my passion was about being able to change the way that we look at it. So in 2012, mm-hmm. I had started my own company called Mind Fitness, called, I call it My Mind Fitness. And I hired a lawyer, I got a trademark on the name Mind Fitness, and I was like really, really int- intentively uh, creating this business, knowing full well that this was my goal and my definite purpose was to be able to use this as a way to help other people you know, really create that holistic approach to a fit and healthy mind. And I wanted to help bring and bridge the gap between the physical health and mental health. Because when people hear physical health, they think gym, workout, strong, cardio, lifting weights, you know, physical health, strength and, and wellness. And then when you say mental health, people think disease, illness, crazy depression, anxiety. And you're thinking, they're both the exact same thing. Why do you think all these positive association and positive words when you say physical health and mental health, you automatically think of disease and illness. Mental health is an optimal state of wellness. Mental health is what we want. We want mental health. We want this optimal state of wellness. So I created Mind Fitness as the, as the, the vehicle, the avenue, the, the platform of which one can take to create an optimal state of mental health and mental wellness. And, you know, I, I got certifications in neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, in Reiki energy healing. I also did my certified professional coaching certification. And I did a lot of different modalities that had really helped me along my journey. I went back and got certified in so I could help other people. And it was through all of these lessons and teachings. And, uh, you know, I, I realized this is where the, the major shift happened for me in my journey is when I started taking this natural and holistic approach. So I met with a holistic nutritionist. I started um, seeing a naturopathic doctor. I started taking courses in mindful meditation, reading books on mindfulness. And this is where everything started to change for me. This is where I started to see the most drastic results when it came to my levels of anxiety. And my, once I changed my lifestyle, pretty much everything else shifted. Mm. And then all that was really left was uh, my medication. I, I couldn't, I, I felt this kind of um, almost like this crutch, right? This, the safety yeah. zone of having my anxiety medication on me uh, for those moments that I would still get anxious or I would, you know, get a little panicky. I still had my medication and I met with this girl at the gym and it was, it was quite fitting how it even happened. Um, I was at the front desk and I had five sales staff at the gym and yet the phone rang and I picked it up and she wanted to come in for a tour. And although I had five sales staff and as the general manager of this massive location, I didn't have time to be taking people on tours, but I said, you know what? I just 
for some reason, I just want to meet with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to take you on that tour when you come in. She said, okay. I took her on a tour and we instantly connected and, and we talked a lot about our journeys. And I told her about my journey and she ended up coming in the next day and thanking me for getting her started. And she brought me this diffuser and a few of these essential oils. And I had never heard of essential oils before. And I had told her how, you know, I, I really wanted to start my own coaching practice called My Mind Fitness, but what was holding me back was the fact that I was still taking medication. And My Mind Fitness and the concept and the vision and the mission mm -hmm. behind everything I stood for was a holistic approach to a fit and healthy mind. And I'm like, I still take medication though, and I still take my Pepto-Bismol every day. So <laughs> I just don't feel right teaching people when I still have this medication. And so she had come the next day and brought me these essential oils and said, you know, why don't you try these? These, you know, I, 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 I these essential oils have changed my life. It's plant-based medicine. It's natural. It's holistic. It fits in line with everything that you're talking about. And they work naturally with your body without the side effects. And I said, okay, you know, I, I, I would love to try them. So she gave me this diffuser for my office and it gave me a few of the mind mood management oils, which is all for emotional aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up uh, teaching a few, co-teaching a few classes with her. Uh, she taught wellness classes on these essential oils and I went in and taught about mind fitness and I sat through her version of the class listening to the essential oils and thought I had never heard of essential oils in my life. This was in 2015, moving into 2016, I think it was. No, it was 2000. And, yeah, it was 2015 is when I taught the two classes with her just at the beginning of 2015. And I ended up falling in love with everything that it stood for. And it was very in line with my journey. So I brought home a kit. I started experimenting with the oils at home uh, for, you know, physical wellness, my mental health. And uh, I saw such dramatic results. And, you know, she came to me and said, you know, with everything that you're doing with my, my mind fitness and wanting to launch this practice and wanting to coach clients and you know, wanting to do speaking engagements, this platform, you know, why don't you bring the essential oils into your business and be able to give people a tool when they leave, um, you know, because working with clients, you're doing a lot of the talk piece of it, right? And, and mm -hmm. people are moving through that stuff just through, through talk, but the essential oils would become this tool that people could use at home, that they could anchor feelings, that they could help raise their vibration, that they could help their bodies do what their bodies are naturally inclined to do. So, um, there's a little resistance at first, but I, I eventually w was all in and I said, yes, absolutely. Like I want to become an educator and I want to teach other people how they can use these essential oils to help, um, to help create that emotional freedom. And so I decided to become an educator in May of 2015 and very quickly I grew my business, my essential oils business. And I taught a lot of people. I brought the oils into a lot of people's homes and I had a lot of women that really felt aligned with my vision mm -hmm. and the company's vision and everything it stood for. And they found a place in their life where these oils were so such a perfect merge and how they fit with their own story and their own purposes that I then helped them use the essential oil company and platform as a way for them to leverage and share their stories. And so, you know, I created this team of beautiful women who were sharing their stories and using this platform to be able to create abundance in their lives emotionally and physically and financially and time freedom and all of these wonderful things. So 
um, I ended up uh, hitting the, uh, a rank in the company when I was nine and a half months pregnant. Oh that my was goodness. my goal. I said, I'm going to double time it in my during my pregnancy, I'm going to work full time at my corporate job. And then at night, I'm going to teach these classes, these essential oil classes. And I'm going to build my business so that by the time I have my daughter and go on maternity leave, I will have replaced my income. And so mm. I did just that. And I worked it my whole pregnancy. And I was, yeah, nine and a half months pregnant. And I hit that rank and had a retirement party. And Seven months into my maternity leave, we get a year of maternity leave here in Canada. And seven months into that maternity leave, I called my, my boss and I said, I will not be returning in four months. And I wanted you to know now because I want to, you know, you can replace my position or right. the person covering me can keep my job. And I, I loved my company that I was with. I loved the fitness um, club that a company that I was with, but I had found my passion and my purpose. And so my husband came home and he took the last, he also worked as a general manager for the same fitness club. And he took the last four months of my maternity leave. He took them off work and he came home and took those four months. And uh, I said to him, listen, if I hit this next rank in the company, you're not going back to work. You're staying home with our daughter full time. And that was always his dream was to be a, you know, was to be a full-time dad. He was like, what other amazing job is there? Like I'm right. trying to be a rock star full-time dad. So, uh, he came home and, uh, three weeks before he was due to go back to work, I hit that next rank. And so he quit his job. He quit his job on my daughter's first birthday and he came home and then two months later, I hit the rank of diamond in our company, which um, is, is kind of that rank that most people, you know, that's the sought after rank, right? Everyone's right. going for that rank of diamond. And I hit that in two years from the day that I had launched my business. And then, so, and then uh, six months later, my husband decided, well, he needed a purpose. He needed, you know, he didn't want to just be a full-time stay-at-home dad. He wanted to also serve his higher purpose, his higher good, and what he was here for. And he's been a race car driver his whole life since he was a little boy. He raced all the way up into the NASCAR series here in Canada, which is a little different than NASCAR in the United States. <laughs> um, and uh, he decided that he wanted to buy a racetrack. So wow. he, yeah, there was a, there was a, a speedway here in the town that he grew up in and he approached the current owners and said, I want to run this. I want to, I want to, I want to buy this from you. And so, um, so we just had our first season operating this, this speedway this whole summer. So it runs all summer, um, every Sunday night. So, and then we're on our off season now. So during the off season, you know, he prepares for the next season, but he still watches my daughter full time. He, she came with him to the racetrack and we worked it out and, and, you know, now both of us are really living our our dreams and our highest purposes because we we followed that 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 just that intuition of knowing and not even just the intuition but the intuition is what allowed us to step into that power right into that that connection mm -hmm. with that infinite source that gives you that next step and when you step into that action these magical things unfold and that's where we are right now so it's it's amazing. <laughs> that is an amazing journey. And what I want people to take, like to really take away 
is you mentioned early on when we were talking is you changed your environment. And I actually had an argument with my mom's boyfriend. He was like, I think psychology is pseudoscience. And I'm like, why do you think that? He's like, well, if a person doesn't change their environment, then they will never like that mental, the mental illness, and the mental struggles they have will never change. And I'm like, I agree. I was like, I think any good therapist or even any good coach is going to be somebody that's going to encourage you to make changes that are going to help you with that. And that's something I really want people to take away. And I am, I am full on holistic like approach. I think that people need to not just focus on this one problem. And this is the problem I have with, um, the medical industry here in the United States is they like this focus on, Oh, you have diabetes. All right. Well, let's focus on the diabetes. Not like, why do you have the diabetes? What right. is going on inside of you? But this, this approach is the, the thing that I love is when we look at the whole person and what is going on with you and how can we help with that? And you found a lot of help with essential oils and some people listening may not be familiar with them. So I would love to have you give them a little educational spiel on it and let them know. So if they're listening and they're wondering like, well, how can essential oils help me? I know personally it's helped me. I love the serenity blend doTERRA has mm -hmm. uh, that helps with my anxiety a lot. Like if I'm feeling anxious, I put, I roll some on my wrist and smell it. It just helps calm me right down. Mm -hmm. Let people know how, what are essential oils and how can they help people? Absolutely. So essential oils are basically teeny tiny little oil sacs that are found on the trees or the stems or the barks or the roots of certain botanicals. So not all botanicals will hold an essential oil, but the ones that do, the small percentage of botanicals that do, we know about 350 to 400 plant species in the entire world that we've been able to identify as holding these oils. And doTERRA, which is the company that I've partnered with, uh, they have about a hundred of those oils. And they are basically the medicinal property of the plant. So if you think of the plant's immune system, the plant's protective barriers, like the, the essential oils are what go. So if like a, if a leaf got cut, it'd be the essential oils that would go to heal the, the leaf and allow it to grow again. Um, it's also so what helps with pollination, it helps with um, warding off certain pests that might, um, you know, come onto a plant. The essential oils would be released to uh, ward off certain pests that might damage the plant. So it's really that medicinal, uh, kind of the magical power of the plant, if you will. And so these oils are carefully extracted from the plant, usually through steam distillation, but it depends on what kind it is. If it's, you know, lemons that we're sourcing, the essential oil comes from the rind of a lemon. So mm -hmm. in that instance, it would be cold pressed from the actual lemon itself. And, uh, but most oils are, are used steam distillation. And once we can extract the oil from the actual plant, uh, those oils are about 50 to 70 times more potent and powerful than dried herbs themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're taking the medicine from the plant and using it in its highest, purest, most potent form. So it's very, very, very powerful. And if you think about pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals are really just man-made versions of plant power. Yes. And then they're patented. And then because they're a chemical synthetic, they... Uh, they have a certain pathway in our body. And then that's why we see all those side effects, right? Is because our bodies don't have the same carbon copy as a lab produced 
chemical, but it does have the same carbon copy as a plant. So the plants in our bodies can be recognized. And this is why it's so important that there's educators out there that are teaching the difference of essential oils. Essential oil um, on the markets just has been booming, right? It's, it's, right. it's become quote unquote a trend in the sense that every company and their brother is launching an essential oil line because <laughs> yes, doTERRA <laughs> has really created, I mean, doTERRA is the number one and leading essential oil um, company and global leader in aromatherapy. They've, uh, they have been officially named in May uh, due to the sales, the highest sales, customer volume, everything, because we have over six, eight, 6.8 million customers around the world right now. And the way that doTERRA sources, the way they partner with the farmers around the world, um, they source from over 40 different countries. Most of them are developing countries and they partner directly with these farmers. So there's no middleman, which is what almost every essential oil company uses a, a, a third party, right? That they buy their essential mm -hmm. oils from. And you have no idea what that third party has done to get those oils, right? Um, when we think of, you know, certain diamonds, right? We, we've heard of blood diamonds. We've heard of things like that. And you don't know what's it, what is going into getting those diamonds. I even remember when I got engaged, I said to my husband, I'm getting a Canadian diamond, you know, because uh, <laughs> that was important to me. And so um, it's the same thing with these oils is that we actually partner directly with the farmers and we pay them above fair wages. They're paid on time. They're ethically sourced. All of the botanicals are sustainably sourced. And uh, doTERRA is known for being the most purest, potent, and highly tested oils in the world. And so a lot of the oils that are on the market right now, you cannot buy doTERRA through Amazon or Walmart or any of those things. If you see doTERRA's oils, they are not supposed to be on those sites. <laughs> they are uh, being resold by consumers or customers or wellness advocates. And, and you know, doTERRA works hard to try to, to cover that. But you don't know what you're getting unless you're getting it directly from an educator and the, the oils are being sent to you from, from, from doTERRA's warehouse. And so a lot of the oils that are on the market will have labels that say 100% pure, say 100% organic, and there's no governing body, which means there's no regulation to say, yes, these have been tested. They are pure. These have been tested. They are organic. These have been tested. They are, you know, um, there's no regulatory body, so it makes it a little bit more challenging. So what doTERRA focuses on is, is with their certified pure tested grade oils or certified pure therapeutic grade oils, um, there's a different term in Canada versus the U.S., uh, that these oils go undergo third-party testing, rigorous third-party testing on three different occasions to ensure that these oils are free of, um, you know, heavy metals, organics, contaminants, pesticides, herbicides, you name it. So you only ever need one drop, and that drop will service every single cell in your body. And you can use these oils for either emotional aromatherapy or for physical wellness. So these oils will service every cell in your body and help support immunity, help support respiratory health, help support cellular health, help with um, energy rejuvenation, with skin, help support, um, you know, just there's so many things, head tension, digestive issues, pain management, weight management, like these oils will go in and support depending on what oil you're using. It has different support sites in the body. And then from an emotional level, it's helping to send a new message to every cell in your body based on what the chemical component is of the oil when you inhale it. 
you're inhaling this new text message, I call it. Every single oil has a different text message. And that text message is being picked up by your sense of smell, your olfactory bulbs, being delivered to the limbic system. The part of your brain is responsible for hormonal regulation and emotions. And that will send different uh, chemical releases into your body naturally to tell your body how to act and behave. And it's so powerful. And you can see it just like you said, you love serenity because serenity is a calming blend. It's a mix of different plants that are all known to have a very calming effect on our nervous system. And so when inhaling it, our body gets this instant message that it's time to calm down. It's time to relax. And so the oils are extremely powerful. I truly believe that every single home will have these essential oils in them. And it is, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to share, educate, help more people bring the oils home, teach people about the oils. And, um, and I know that by doing that, and as my team is expanding, that we're affecting women in all these different countries, that we are making this global impact with farmers around the world. You know, we just brought um, Kenya, we just started sourcing pink pepper from Kenya, which we've never sourced before, and now have employed all of these amazing people in Kenya to source this pink pepper, and they are getting paid more than they ever have. And it's so amazing to know the global impact and responsibility we have. And I also personally here, you know, in, 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 a, in a first world country where we do have so many luxuries, I feel that one of the things that we are, are lacking and that we are, have in poverty is our self-worth and our peace and our freedom because we are so overstimulated and we are so burnt out and so obsessed with the wrong things. And so I find that my purpose here is helping women launch their own health and wellness businesses and be able to teach women how to connect with their infinite intelligence so that they can create plans and action to be able to actually walk out their definite purpose. And I do that through leveraging, you know, this the, uh, part, our partnership with doTERRA um, and being able to really have this special space where, you know, and community where we can thrive and rise and accomplish the things that we've always wanted to accomplish. So it, it's really all encompassing. I love how you went into so much detail and a few things I want people to take away is one, you mentioned they're therapeutic. So mm -hmm. what I want people to know is you shouldn't be taking these oils all willy nilly or using them in ways if you're have not been educated on them because people can do harm to themselves if they're using them the wrong way. And um, I also want to take away, as you said, that you guys have educators and I'm sure there's a process to become an educator for doTERRA uh, that people should be getting their information from somebody who knows what they're talking about and not just their random friend over here who just heard from this other random friend that this other random thing worked because now you have people that might be ingesting oils they shouldn't be ingesting um, or ingesting them in quantities they shouldn't be ingesting them. And it can get really crazy when people are not getting their information. And like you mentioned is there are some grades of essential oils that you might get at Walmart. Maybe you're like, Hey, this is really cheap at Walmart, but that is not pure uh, essential oils. And it actually might be coming from a source. You really don't want it. It might actually have a bunch of chemicals, fragrances, artificial flavors that 
you don't want in your essential oils. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't want to be rubbing that shit on you and sniffing mm-hmm. it because they've actually proven that fragrances and um, these random chemicals that companies will add are actually harmful for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did, did I miss and anything I in there? <laughs> you know what? No, I think that's awesome. And I think that, um, I, you know, my biggest thing is that people don't have such a fear around essential oils. I know that, that uh, once essential oils came out, you see a lot of things go viral and a lot right. of, you know, all of these different, and, and <laughs> we actually have a scientific advisory board. We have a chief medical officer. We're actually launching a veterinarian panel. Um, so uh, holistic vets that use doTERRA essential oils. We just donated $5 million to the Huntsman Cancer Institute to create a wellness center for women in cancer. And the partnerships, um, the scientists, the hospitals and universities that have partnered with doTERRA, uh, doTERRA is also launching the first ever um, into of medical clinics called Prime Meridian Centers. Five of them are launching in the U.S. And this is where the GPs are going to be actually protocoling doTERRA's oils as the first line of defense and modern medicine as the backup plan. So we can really have this integrative approach to healthcare. And I think the important thing for people to understand is that there is nothing like doTERRA's oils. And that's just the way it is. We have, we've had researchers who are not even partnered with doTERRA come to doTERRA and say, we've tested as part of our thesis over 300 different oil companies and not one single oil company came close to the standard um, of doTERRA. Like it's just, it's almost impossible to find. And so I find that a lot of the things that go viral, first off, they're not talking about doTERRA's oil. So when people say, what's your biggest competition? Who's your biggest competition? We say, well, certainly not essential oil companies because there's not any other essential oil company on the market that even comes close to what we're doing, right? And so... I'm not, I'm definitely not um, nervous about our oils, but yes, there are other oils on the market that label themselves as essential oils and they are not essential oils at all. There's nothing essential about them. They are not the essential vital um, component to a plant. They didn't even come from a plant. They were made in a lab. Maybe they did come from a plant, but they have zero potency because you grew that plant in your backyard, not in its indigenous habitat, like Haiti or Bulgaria or, you know, Italy, wherever it may come from. So I think that that part is important, but the number one piece is to not have that fear around it. I think that a lot of people create this fear mongering whenever they're scared about something like, don't you dare ingest oils. Don't you did no matter what someone tells you, don't ever diffuse oils around your cat, Ernie, like stop with the fear mongering people. Cause you know, I got to ask you, are you that scared when you go and grab your you know, Big Mac Happy Meal with extra large Coke from McDonald's and, you know, feed that to your two-year-olds. Like, those are the things, and I'm not judging. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is sometimes we have to check where our fears are coming from and what, what you know, what other things we might be doing that we don't even think about, and yet we want to create more fear around something that could actually be so healing and have such a benefit and yet we're creating this fear around it where really we have to check ourselves in our homes on what we're already doing and maybe start with you know removing plugins from the walls that are adding synthetic chemicals to our our houses or the synthetic dryer sheets that we're putting in our in on our clothes which we are in our bodies that are laden with chemicals and So starting more by looking at what are we already doing that maybe we can stop and not trying to drive more fear around something that could actually be the most beautiful and, and, and healing property that we could have. So that's kind of my, my take on it is 
yeah, use with caution, not with fear, but like yeah. use in, 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 in not, I don't even want to use the word caution, use with safety, right? You definitely yeah. have to exercise responsibility. Don't take an entire bottle because they're potent. Like there's 43 lemons in one bottle of lemon. There's, it took 43 lemons to cold press that. It takes a pound of peppermint leaf to, to make one bottle of peppermint. So yes, they're definitely potent and your liver is still metabolizing it just like it would anything. Um, so you don't want to overdo it, but mm -hmm, that's kind of yeah. my take. <laughs> no, I mean, that's where the education piece comes in and getting their information, the audience getting their information from trusted sources. Right. Because yeah. um, just because somebody posted a blog on it doesn't mean that it's trustworthy or because your right. best friend's doing it. Yeah. But she got her information from her best friend, from who yeah. got it from her cousin. Yeah. Does not mean like trusted like information. Years ago before there was actually an essential oil company that existed that created this type and level of, of purity. And you're right. There's not a lot of research out there. To be honest with you, we have researchers now that are doing the research that never existed. Yeah. And so we're coming out more and more and more with such amazing, amazing resources, which is why so many universities and hospitals are trusting and partnering with doTERRA because we're seeing the effects that it could have on our healthcare and the benefits that it could have on our healthcare. Yes. And I find the fear mongering doesn't always, doesn't usually, I can't say that I've never seen a piece where I was like, oh, okay, that came from a trusted source, but mainly it is like you said, it's just coming from somebody who randomly heard it from this person or that person that haven't done the research and been educated on it. Yeah. So you really want to encourage people is absolutely use essential oils. They're amazing, but get them from a trusted source. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're getting information on how to use them from a trusted source. And don't just be like, oh, okay, well, I heard my friend Sarah say that I could ingest this essential oil, but I'm going to put like 10 drops in this glass of water. Like that may not be the best idea ever. Maybe get it from people who actually know, like this is the ratio. This is what you should be doing educate yourselves that's what i really want people to do because i feel like a lot of times people hear like the trends and they just go full force into it without having any information kind of like we're seeing with the keto diet right now mm -hmm. but not everybody does that work for mm -hmm. so then they go full force into it and they're like oh my gosh what is going on now holy crap it's because we don't educate ourselves i really want people to take that time to say hey this is, and you can do your research on doTERRA. It's all there, like on their website, anything you could possibly have questions on. Because trust me, I did when my aunt first approached me, or she said my husband's aunt first approached me with this. I was like, what? <laughs> but it's all right there for people to, to look up and to educate themselves on. So that's really, I definitely don't want anybody to do any fear mongering. I just don't want people getting their information from aunt Susie down the road and be like, absolutely. Oh, aunt Susie is a trusted source. No, aunt right. Susie's like, <laughs> no, no idea. Um, so as we wrap up the podcast, could you like leave the audience with, what are some things that have really helped you besides essential oils on this journey of health and wellness that you are, you are helping women do? Like, what are some of the, the best tools that, that, that have helped you along your journey? Um, you know what? A lot of this came back, came to a point where I, I was, I was looking for the answer. I was always looking for the quick fix. Who's going to be the practitioner that's going to save me. That's going to heal me. That's going to, you know, um, and 
what I realized was that this was all inside of me. I always had the right answer. And we're so disconnected from our soul, from our higher source, from, you know, God, the universe, whoever it is that you believe in. And you really have the answers inside of you and you know what your next step is. And if you are taking action and you are taking the steps, even if they're small, you're doing it, you're taking action, you, you journal, you've written down exactly what you want to do. You're not just sitting there overthinking it or, you know, questioning everything, you know, you're actually taking action. You will always be gifted the next step. So I'm really, really huge on, you know, people taking that or even when I just connect with people, it's mainly women is who I work with, but it's about learning how to come back home, how to come back to you, how to come back to your center and, and connect with your infinite intelligence that is going to help you on that journey and provide you with that next step. And when you get that next step, damn it, you got to take it. Do not question it. Do not say no. Do not be like, oh, maybe that wasn't for me. Like that next step was given to you as a gift and you need to take it. And so, you know, even for me, I have so many women that connect with me and they'll say, I want to partner with you. I want to launch a business. Can you, can you mentor me in launching a business? And that's my biggest passion. Like that's my greatest passion. Even anyone listening to this podcast, if you felt connected with that journey, like that is my biggest passion is being able to help women, um, launch their, launch their own businesses with, with, um, you know, doTERRA with, with whatever they're doing already and, and creating their purpose and, and just create using this platform. And the, the people that will thrive and succeed and rise are the ones that connect themselves to their higher purpose. And that becomes their laser focus, you know, just ultimate obsession, right? Is that they wake up every day knowing that this is the next step that they need to take. And so that's what I always recommend is don't try to find all your answers from the outside, connect within, and you will be able to be guided on those next steps that you need to take. I love that. And I agree. One of the uh, spiritual business coaches I worked with at one point in time called it following the breadcrumbs, right? The universe or God or spirit or whoever you, whatever you want to call it is going to give you these little breadcrumbs, like these little things that are going to lead you to the next step, but you got to mm-hmm. trust that that's the next step. And that's exactly what you are saying to us as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you in your bio, way back when we first started, it talked about a book which mm-hmm. I actually believe I'm going to be part of this book. Am yes, I you have a little excerpt from I our- do have an excerpt because yes. I actually, and I'll link it up in the show notes. I actually did a video. Um, that's how Jennifer and I connected was on Instagram and I talked about my mental health journey. So I'll link that up in the show notes. How can people um, keep in contact with you? And I'll link all your links up in the show notes as well so that they can get their hands on this book. So the book is going through its last and final edit right now. And the book cover is already done. Everything's good to go. As soon as I get it back from the last final edit, I'll be able to put it together and get myself the first copy and give it a little run through in person. And then I'm, I'm really excited. So it's my entire journey. It has all my blog posts from when I first started my journey. I had taken them down three years ago because my journey started as a, as a blogging website. That's how I started. 
everything. And I had, I saved all my blog posts from that journey and uh, they're in there. And so it's, um, I'm so excited for this book to come out and uh, it should be up soon, but otherwise anyone can connect with me on Instagram, on Facebook, on my website, through email. I'm super easily accessible those ways. So um, it is the times. So uh, yeah, anyone can connect with me that way. And I would love to be able to yeah connect with people who are looking at um just bringing themselves to a place of their their pure destiny that's that's what i i get really excited about <laughs> yes and i'll make sure in the show notes inspiredwomenpodcast.com that i link up all the ways they can connect with you and keep their eye out for when the book launches and yeah. be able to grab it and when it launches too i'll We'll um, share it with the Inspired Women community. So anybody listening who's not in that should get in that group so you can be the first one to know because I will definitely share that out. And I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.